one of the things that that I found out uh, when entering, and again, kind of entering as a as a uh, as a newcomer, uh, is that people are super duper supportive, and people want to to share data. Uh, they want to share their experience. They want to share their problems. And for us, it was invaluable. So I'm pleased today to be here with Yuval Shafrir. He is the CEO and co-founder of Rubunico. Welcome, Yuval. Hey, Josh. Thank you. Great being here. Thanks for having me. So I'm familiar with you from your work with Bendelak and InsureTech Israel. But, um, you know, why don't we jump into it? So, you know, specifically, what problem is your InsureTech trying to solve in the insurance ecosystem? Rubanico is actually the, the problem that we're solving is, I would say, a, most likely the, the deepest problem of this business model called insurance, right? So what we're serving at Rubanico is curated risk factors that are based on hyper-localized data, helping carriers to understand, underwrite, and price risk in a more granular fashion. Now, the problem that we're, that we're solving here is obviously this, the, this huge chunk of losses that are coming from very small amount of policies and the ability uh, of carriers to uh, to pre-identify those super duper risky policies um, in advance. How does this align with your target customers' kind of strategic goals and priorities? How does it differentiate itself from other solutions they might be using today or other methodologies they were trying to use to address these issues? Yeah, of course. So I think that, like you know, in a broader perspective, when you're looking at the at the spending pie of a typical carrier, a typical PNC carrier, then you're you're seeing that seventy percent of the GWP is being spent back on on claims payment, right? So effectively on losses, which makes it the one of the most important issues of effectively every carrier. This is why underwriting teams or the the process of underwriting is probably the most important process of the entire value chain. So the ability to, uh, you know, to even create a, a small differentiator in risk forecasting can make a huge microscopic difference that actually moves the needle from a, from a book's perspective on, on a loss ratio, right? So the, the ability to go deeper and to go uh, into a more granular underwriting that assess the risk from a more personalized perspective is actually one of the biggest challenges of the industry. And it's been like that forever. Right now, the current situation is that many of the the contextual risks, right, so risks that are coming from outside of the property, are currently assessed based on the zip code of the insured entity, right. So Uval is going to whichever carriers, right, the state farms and nationwide, the progressives of the world, and want to uh, to purchase a policy, they would ask me for my address and based on the zip code component, rate me for whatever, which have a direct impact on the premium that that I'm paying. Now, zip code, it's it's kind of contradictive, right? Because zip code is a static geographical segmentation or almost static geographical segmentation that was created in the 60s of the last century by USPS with the mission of optimizing mail routing. And so right. when you're looking at the underlying data, right, it's super easy to see that zip codes and risk has no correlation whatsoever. In terms of the competitors, are are, are they sort of non-existent because the, your approach is so unique or is it built on this, this zip code system and antiquated in the way you described? Um, or are there other elements of your solution 
that also differentiate it from what else is available. Of course, of course. So a good friend of mine told me that if you think that, that there's no competition for what you're doing, then you're probably the fool, right? And so obviously there is competition in our space. And I think that the main differentiator or the main uh, competitive advantage that we're bringing is actually the data that we're, uh, the, that our solution is built upon, right? So in the, the current situation of the industry, right? So the industry works at the zip code level mainly because of the fact that the, the data that those predictions are based upon were available in a wider scale in an aggregated scale up until recent year two three last last three years right so the ability to work with data which is hyper granular that's coming from the actual sources in multiple different standards and structures is actually the the main advantage that we're bringing to the table so on one hand what we're doing, right? So we're collecting data that's originally created by local governments all across the nation, which each and every one of them have a completely different way of describing objects that in real life are essentially identical, right? So for example, if you look at the way that the city of New York, New York PD is describing its crime incidents, that's one creature in the data space which is inherently different than how crime incidents are being described by the city of LA, right? By LAPD or Chicago PD or all the rest of the police or sheriff departments all across the, the country. So the ability to work with thousands of different sources all uh, comes in completely different levels of regularity, taxon taxonomy, uh, terminology is what actually makes a, a really big difference that allows us to create the predictions from a bottom-up perspective, right? So from the incident up, rather from the aggregation down, which is what's what's available um, all across the industry. So what's your background and, and background and expertise of your core team members? And, you know, is it more of an insurance background? Is it more of a tech background? Share a little on that, please. That's actually pretty funny, right? So I'm, I'm a physicist. I had no background in insurance whatsoever. Haven't really thought in my wildest dream that I'll be working uh, within the industry. Um, I think mainly because of the fact that I didn't really know much about it. Um, and I'm always saying, you know, when, when I'm pitching Urbanico, I'm always saying that we got to insurance by chance or by luck or by both, right? So at the beginning, we came from the data side, right? So we're all data people. Most of my team is coming from a data and technological perspective. And the, the, the problem that we set to solve is the fact that local governments have gold mine of data assets that are completely underutilized, mainly because of the fact that there's no one single standard for how to create, manage, and store those assets. So we started and went to talk to those local governments, saw the assets, and were amazed by the vast amount of use cases that they can serve across industries, right? The first customer of Robotica was actually Bird, the scooters company. At the beginning of our role, oh. we were actually focusing on mobility. And, and then we were pitching Urbanico at an event uh, in, in plug and play uh, through one of their accelerators. And then suddenly we got approaches by a few of the largest carriers in, in the country uh, saying that we, we're not really sure about what, what you guys are doing in mobility, but then come, we have tons of use cases and we see this huge value in insurance. So we were actually walking with them hand in hand, learning about the bits and bytes of the industry and understanding how do we fit our product or kind of pivot our product to serve uh, the industry, which is not 
that trivial. You know, it sounds like the carriers are your customers, but are there other kind of collaborations that you've relied on or other key stakeholders in the insurance ecosystem that you you found are important for you to work with? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I think one of the main things, and this is something that probably any any person, right, whether a founder of a of a tech startup or um and a person that works at, at the you know the the big um, corporate, anyone that deals with risk have effectively uh, the same problem of how do we get access to uh, to data that can help us validate the model and making sure that we're actually reducing loss ratios and creating value and quantifying it in in dollars of savings so that we can uh, present a clear ROI uh, for for our customers, right? And some of that work was actually created by working with carriers, right? So working with carriers, exchanging data and making sure that we can actually prove based on their loss history that if they would have used Urbanico back in the days, then they could have saved X amount of millions of dollars and reduced their loss ratio by by 10 points, right? And so this is one. The other thing is that there are, there are plenty of other stakeholders across the value chain that were very, very important for uh, for us building the models and building the, the value proposition. So starting from, uh, from the reinsurance uh, folks that were actually very supportive and very helpful and going all the way to the, to the system integrators um, that all of them have a very, I would say, important piece uh, in, in the value chain and important piece in, in your implementation, your go, our go to market, right. Or any companies go to market that wants to actually scale, uh, in, in the pace that, uh, in the pace of, of a good startup, right. In terms of advice to other startups, if, if you have people who come from a physics background or some, <laughs> don't, go, don't go to go study physics, go for computer science or whatever. No, but 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 whatever the background is, if you if someone is is trying to has an idea that is related to insurance, would you have advice for them on how to get up to speed? Either whether it's where you can get information, who you might get coaching from, who who you might bring into to your team, and how you might bring them in to to have the domain expertise uh, in the industry. Any any suggestions on that? First and foremost, I think that as as a founder of startup, and this is just my personal perspective, but I think that at the stage of getting or or achieving product market fit, one of the most important things is that the founders would be uh, in the in the bits and bytes of the processes, right? So not like outsourcing your sales process to a, to whichever a former executive or something like that, make sure you are the one that is doing the sales because when you're going and selling uh, your product, the, the most amazing and most important uh, insights are actually coming throughout those, those conversations. So A, be very much into it and make sure that, that you are the one that, that leads the way. Is there anything you'd like to mention uh, before we wrap up. So first of all, I want to thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I think that one of the things that, that I want to mention, and again, it's coming from a, from a, an entrepreneur perspective and actually targeting yeah. other entrepreneurs at, at this space. 
I, w- I don't want to sound catchy or cheesy, right? But to be bold and approach uh, the the seniors of the, the the seniorest of the executives that are out there, because one of the things that that I found out uh, when entering, and again, kind of entering as a as a uh, as a newcomer, uh, is that people are super duper supportive, and people want to to share data. Uh, they want to share their experience. They want to share their problems. And for us, it was invaluable. So go out there, even like, you know, cold calls, cold approaches. It actually yeah. worked. Yuval Shafrir, the CEO and co-founder of Urbanico. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks again.